Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Want to know the hidden meaning behind what women say and do? Then check out the Chictionary. It's the Wing Girl Methods manual that gives you a full rundown of all the things women say that confuse men written in dictionary format. Go get a copy of the Chictionary by going to winggirlmethod.com slash chick. That's winggirlmethod.com slash chick. Coming up on this week's episode of our podcast, we talk about jealousy. And actually, we talk about the good side of jealousy, how to use your jealousy, her jealousy, for the benefit of a relationship, how to make it fun, how to make it exciting, how to make it titillating. We dive fully into this topic on this week's show. So keep listening. Hey everyone, welcome to another episode of the Ask Women podcast, where you get real advice straight from the source, women. I'm Kristen Carney, one of your hosts, along with Marnie Kinnis, your other amazing host. And today we have a return guest on Molly Apple, who is amazing the first time around. She's going to be great the second time around, or just as amazing. She's the co-author of The Soulmate Experience and the creator of the online course, Overcoming Jealousy. And I'm sure we have a lot of listeners that struggle with jealousy. So take it from here, Molly, please. Yeah, I was going to say, just start talking because this is not my specialty. I want to hear all about jealousy from your perspective. So last time we talked about where it comes from, the different kinds of jealousy, basically two main types, what I like to call rational jealousy, which is in response to something real that happened, like you were cheated on or your partner has been having an affair or flirting with someone else without your knowledge or consent, and it's causing you to feel real rational jealousy. But then there's the other type, which is the much more common type, which I like to call irrational jealousy, which is typically into response to things we're telling ourselves about a situation. There's not actually a danger But we go to a party and we see other, as a woman, I see other women looking great and I start to feel insecure. And then that might be reflected in feelings of jealousy towards my partner if he's talking to somebody that I'm at the moment perceiving to be better than me in some way. That's the typical kind of jealousy. So last time we talked about what to do if that's your typical MO that you have feelings like that in response to situations that really aren't dangerous situations for you. Yeah. Well, and this week we were going to talk about how to actually use that jealousy for fun and excitement within your relationship or your dating experience. And that was what I was really excited because I don't always want people to look down on jealousy because it sounds like jealousy can actually be a good thing if used correctly, right? Right, because it causes a physiological state of arousal. And that state of arousal is characterized by things like higher blood pressure, uh, faster breathing, your heart rate goes up. 
those physical responses are the same responses you get in response to feelings of anger, in response to feelings of frustration. They can all cause that same physiological state of arousal. But what we want to do with jealousy, if we are in the position to do this kind of thing, we'll talk about what has to be in place for this to actually work. This is not for everybody. Not everybody's ready for this. But we want to incite that state of arousal just enough. And then we want to name it what's going on. In other words, if I can play this with my partner, Joe, and I see him talking to a woman at a party and she's attractive and he's obviously interested in the conversation, he's smiling. When I start to feel that coming up for me, I know immediately, oh, I'm probably telling myself I'm not as good as her in some way, or he's going to want to be with her and all that kind of stuff we tell ourselves. But I'm going to reinterpret that state of arousal that I've just been created in my body as, oh, this is just my body telling me, oh, you're passionate for him. You're feeling desire for him. That's what it feels like. And it really is the same state of arousal. And so if we can learn this little trick, of talking down the thoughts that are giving us to feel bad about that state of arousal and talking up thoughts (laughs) that make us feel, ah, excitement instead. Well, this is interesting because I think that so many people would say like, you have to eliminate jealousy or here's how to stop it from ever happening and really just shove those feelings down. And I like what you're saying. What you're saying is look the jealousy in the mirror and then look at it through a different lens right? That you're not seeing it as such a negative right? that you should be ashamed of, but it's actually, it can't be a positive. So I I would love to hear like, how can guys who are listening to this podcast use this to their benefit? And with women that they're with and women that they're not with, because I'd like to definitely separate the two. Oh, that's an interesting question for me, women that they're not with. I like this. And then if we get a chance, I would actually like to hear about using jealousy that you have toward people that you don't even really know and perhaps using Mm. that to enhance your own life. Like that, you know? Yes. Like you see a couple and they look amazing and you know, you're like, oh, that's what I want. And you're jealous of what they have, how we can use that too. Yes. Yes. Same mechanism is the basic mechanism. We can go through it right here, but then I want to go talk about what conditions you'd have to have in place in your relationship to be able to use this is what am I telling myself that's causing the feelings that I'm feeling? And can I reframe it in my mind? What's happening here? And what the example you just gave, Kristen, is a perfect one because I'm jealous of what they have because I want that. No, this is really typical, right? No, they're an example that that's possible to have. Mm. Yeah, that's a good way to change the perception. It goes from envy to possibilities. Inspiration. Yeah. 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 And Marnie, what you were saying, why it's useful in a long-term relationship especially is because what's the main thing that happens in long-term relationships that we want to avoid? Boredom. Mm Mm-hmm no longer feeling excited. This is a source of excitement that we can harness for the rest of our years together. I love that. And it's like a bad thing. If you don't have jealousy in your relationship, you know, that means maybe you're losing attraction or losing the desire for that person. If you see him talking to someone and you're like, eh, don't really care, you know, that's a bad sign. So you might want to assess whether or not you still have jealousy. 
and learn how to have it again. Well, that's even like a good perspective and a good reframe there, right? If you are in a long-term relationship and you are like, oh, my wife's going out tonight, guys are going to be hitting on her. You could reframe it as, hmm, okay, I still have some spark for this woman, even though it's been a bit boring. Maybe we haven't had sex in a while. That's good. So when she comes home, I'm going to show her how much I've missed her and that there is that excitement there still. So it's kind of like, I'm trying to think of like another parallel example, but really what it is, is just utilizing that as a superpower for yourself to motivate, to show appreciation and understand that it, it still means that there's some love there and attraction. Yeah. It's exciting to feel jealousy and not be afraid of it. Yeah. Is that what happens for most people that most people are afraid of their jealousy? Oh, absolutely. Look at our conditioning around jealousy, right? Any movie you watch, any song you listen to that talks about those feelings of uncomfortableness is a bad thing to have. And the person who's causing it, and I have, I'm putting air quotes around that word, should stop doing whatever they're doing. And that's the typical response we have to jealousy. Not our fault. It's basically what we've been trained to do is if I'm feeling uncomfortable about my partner talking to somebody, then he should stop talking to them because I should not be feeling this. Right. And he shouldn't be putting that on to me. Yeah. The amount of power you have. I almost picture the scene of like a woman being at a party and her husband is talking to a beautiful woman and the woman's wearing red or something. And so I picture once their conversation's over, you walking up to your husband, getting real close, kind of shimmying in toward him and being like, oh, so you like girls in red, huh? Or something like that. And then you go home and you put on red. And that's how it begins. Like That's just how I see it playing out in a sexy way. Well, how does it work for the flip side, actually? Because that's cute on a woman. How does a guy pull that off the same way? Yeah, it's, I think it's a little more difficult. And one of the things you have to assess in your relationship is, can we even talk about this topic without anger coming up and the communication falling apart? So that's one of the signs that you can or cannot play this little game that I call looking for your just enough jealousy edge. What kinds of things would bring just enough for me where it's not overwhelming? Okay. So for me, it's very comfortable for me, for my partner talking to another woman at a party. I like that. It gives me the opportunity to do one thing that we always want to be able to do in a long-term relationship, which is see our partner through new eyes. Oh, I thought you were going to say flirt with other people while you're still in a relationship. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, that too, obviously. I think I told this story last time about this therapist that I had heard being, maybe it was Dr. Ruth, I forget who it was, but it was some like old 70-year-old like sex therapist who said, oh, I still love to flirt. I go out all the time to networking events and I talk to men and I have them want me and then I go home and I fuck my husband. And I always thought that that was like such a really great way for her to see things, for her to frame things. And that I was like, oh, her husband's really lucky. But I wonder if on the flip side, if the husband's like, oh, I hate that she goes out. (laughs) I might have good sex when she comes home, but I hate that she's, you know, getting riled up by other men. But I'd love, number one, to answer the, how does a guy do it on his side, like what Kristen was saying. And then definitely, I want to hear about this formula for how to get to this space where you can utilize, like how to have a conversation with your significant other about the jealousy and then how to use it for fun. Right. So my partner, because we've had obviously millions of conversations about this topic and I've gotten to a place where I know how to work with my jealousy. 
I want to feel it. So it's totally possible for him to have experiences. I love to, he's a swimmer. He's a very decorated swimmer. And if I can see him in the pool, women who are in competitions are always, you know, they look hot. They look, their bodies are fabulous. They wear these tiny bikinis. I love seeing him swim with a bunch of women in a pool. Like it turns me on to know that this is my guy and they all think he's great because he's so fast and he's going home with me. And if it goes overboard, if my feelings ever go too much, he and I have the space that we can talk about that. And he'll say, what were you telling yourself? And how does that make you feel? And is that realistic that I'm going to go off with these people? So it is possible to do it the other way around. (laughs) So the example of the red dress, right, that Kristen gave of seeing her guy talking to a girl in a red dress, how could, like, let's say there wasn't a conversation had before, hopefully there is one. How could a guy pull that off in a very similar way with, again, without seeming petty or jealous, right? So there's a little bit more leeway given to to a woman, or at least that's how I'm envisioning it. I wouldn't see it being as attractive if a guy came up and said, oh, you like a guy with muscles, huh? I'll be Mr. Uh-huh. Strong Man. When I, get, I don't, I think that's attractive. Yeah, as, as I was saying it, I was like, maybe that actually is pretty good. Yeah. (laughs) So maybe it could be pulled off the same way. And he could maybe add a little comedy to it in a sense, or just be a little bit silly about it. So it's like if the guy that she was talking to was wearing a tie, he could be like, hmm, Mr. Tie Man, and like throw a tie on or something like that. Uh Yeah, that is cute. Uh How long can he do that for without it becoming annoying? I mean, and my guess, obviously I'm not the pro here, but I would say it's got to be short and blunt. And then you just get into it with each other at that point. But then it's like, if it happens all the time, and that's always his go-to, then I think a conversation would have to be had that he's talking or that she's talking to other men a lot. And that it's probably bothering him a little bit because that shtick will get old. I think that one move would get old after a few times. You could pull it off a few times, I do think, but not all the time, every time. One of the things you're pointing out here is that this is totally individual. People are so different about what turns them on or what could potentially turn them on. Relationships are so different. How honest is the space in our relationship? Can we totally share our feelings about this? So it's a very individual thing for a person and a couple to figure out themselves, what they're comfortable with, what excites them just enough. How about making someone you're interested in jealous? I ask this because I don't want to talk about my personal life, but then like I have to kind of because it's pertinent. I mean, obviously we know that's what you're asking. You're not asking for your friend, Sylvia. So just say (laughs) it. It's obviously for you. How do you make somebody jealous? Yes. Yeah. Like, I mean, you know, I am interacting with someone that I've been interacting with for a while now. We've discussed like, we're not really totally moving forward, kind of just staying where we are, which is just talking. But he's six foot two and he knows I'm going on dates with other guys. So the date that I went on last night, the guy was six foot three. And I wanted to just say, and we talk about height all the time, like we joke about height. And I wanted to just send him a text and just be like, by the way, the guy I went out with last night, six foot three. You know, but it's also, I don't know if that's 
you know, trying too hard. I don't know if a guy could pull that off with a girl, you know, that he's been talking to, but things aren't really moving forward. You know, I don't know. He couldn't say like, girl, I went out last night, giant tits. You know, like, I don't (laughs) think a guy could really (laughs) do that necessarily, but using jealousy in that way to make yourself more appealing. And I have a friend who she said that she was in this kind of similar situation that I am in a sense where she was just talking to this guy for a really long time and he was not moving forward. And eventually he just saw or just knew that she was going on all these dates with all these great guys. And then eventually was just like, I'm done watching you going on dates with other guys. Like, I want you. So she just kind of naturally did this jealousy building by just saying, okay, I'm going like, I don't need to be your girlfriend. I'm going to be out living my life and doing my thing. And then he eventually, I don't know if it would be considered jealousy, but eventually he saw the value by, I think, all the value she was having in her life. But that's the thing I think guys really want to do given that a lot of guys, I mean, constantly ask about the friend zone. So it's like, I'm in the friend zone over here. Can I make this girl see me and make her jealous of me going out with this other girl or me doing this really cool activity. Do you think that that's a possibility in terms of a technique when it comes to perhaps getting out of the friend zone? I think that you'd have to approach it as every person you're going to try this on is going to have a different response and you want to try it a little bit and see how the response is. Because you never know if somebody's got triggers from a previous relationship where somebody was cheated on them. They might be super sensitive to signs like that and say, oh, this is a dangerous person to continue being with. So if you're going to try something like that, I would suggest you do it really small, baby step. What what would be the really small? Like, what is the baby step? Well, it's tough to say something like, hey, I went, well, like you said, I went out with this woman. She had just breasts that are just so much larger than yours. I was like, you know. <laughs> like, that's an extreme one, right? <laughs> yes. It's uncomfortable just to hear that you're going out with other people. I don't know that you necessarily need to add details. But in your situation, Kristen, you're telling me that whoever it is you want to try this on, the six foot uh, two guy, right? He seems like he's been okay with you doing a little bit of this kind of flirtation through trying to make him a little jealous. That sounds like you've already tried one or two things like that, and it's been a positive. So keep going. (laughs) (laughs) So I do want to take a quick break. And uh, when we come back, we'll be back with Molly Apple. And again, what's your book called on jealousy? I'm so sorry, I forgot. My first book is called The Soulmate Experience, and the one that's coming out is called Wild Monogamy, and we talk a lot about this in there. I love it. All right, we'll be back very shortly, and hopefully Kristen will come back on. We'll be back in a moment. Football is back, and if you made bets, you probably should be using betonline.ag because it is the number one source for all your football betting needs and sports info this season. Find all the latest football odds, news, and game matchups. BetOnline is your continued source for all your wagering information, including live betting, free contests, and live scores. Always the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your favorite sports and events, including MLB, MMA, tennis, boxing, and even golf. Head to betonline.ag to join and receive your 100% welcome bonus with your first deposit. 100%. You guys cannot pass that up. 
So make sure to go to betonline.ag and use your promo code CLNS50 to receive your rewards. BetOnline, where the game starts. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. If you listen to the Ask Women podcast, then you are already miles and miles and miles ahead of other men when it comes to attracting and getting the girls you want. But I must confess, there's one missing piece in the puzzle, and that's flirting or the ability to ignite sexual chemistry with any girl you meet in a matter of minutes. Most guys suck at flirting. They can't flirt their way out of a paper bag. But as your personal wing girl, I can't let you be one of those guys. That's why I want to show you the most effective step-by-step formulaic approach to flirting with any girl you like. This formulaic approach has been tested on thousands of girls and has been proven to work like magic. Yes, magic. You just apply the formula and see results instantly, and it's that powerful. To find out everything about this flirting formula, all you have to do is go to winggirlmethod.com slash flirty. I've made a special video for you where I reveal what this formula is all about. Go to winggirlmethod slash flirty and you'll find out all about it. I have helped hundreds of men. Maybe we're into the thousands now. I don't keep that good of track of my numbers, but I know we're at the very high hundreds. I've helped so many men get their banter skills in shape so that they're able to get women off of the internet or off the street and onto a date. Guys that don't know how to talk or have rehearsed plan lines or bad pickup artist moves don't get the dates. Girls want authenticity. And I can teach you how to authentically banter, create attraction, flirt, tease, Tease without offending her. I know that's a big thing you guys are always worried about. And be that smooth, easy breezy guy that you've always wanted to be. You can't do it unless you put in the work. So email me at Kristen at KristenandChill.com and we'll work something out. I want you to get your banter skills in shape. And if it's not your banter skills, I can make you a kick-ass profile. I've got the eye for it, baby. I know what women are looking for and I get guys so many matches. Why let all those guys get the matches when you can get them too? So again, email me at Kristen at KristenandChill.com and we'll figure out exactly what you need to get your dating game where it should be, which is way up high. Right now, it might be ankle height. And unless you have really, really, really high ankles, that's not very high. So I'll hopefully see you at kristenandchill.com. All right, we are back and we're digging in further into jealousy. Can you tell me like, how would the conversation start? Right? So how would you bring this up to converse about jealousy? So I want to talk about it as a, let's have a conversation about jealousy. Do you ever feel it? In what situations do you feel it? Here's when I feel it towards you. These are the times, you know, we've been together for a couple of years now. 
And I can remember specifically three incidents where I really had a surge of jealousy. And let's talk about those and what was going through my head. Now, obviously, couple has to have pretty good communication to be able to have a conversation like this. And this is a conversation that's absolutely important to be able to have going forward because if we're playing in this, what I like to call the just enough jealousy zone, and we want to get into that, we got to be able to talk about, wow, that was too much for me. You know, next time, let's try something a little less. You know, instead of, you know, you going out to a bar with your friends and texting me, hey, the drummer's kind of into me. That was too much. <laughs> with another person, it might be, oh, that was just right. I couldn't wait till you get home. <laughs> Interesting. Okay. Would you say that people should be having this conversation like in the first few dates or is this more like a deeper into your relationship conversation? I think it's deeper because jealousy is just so such a hot button topic. Like you had said, Marnie, that you don't feel that much jealousy. Not really. Not in my relationship. I mean, and the truth is, is that maybe I actually like it when I feel jealous. So I don't have that negative association. I haven't been in situations where, you know, I'm out of my husband is constantly talking to women. But when he brings up like, past scenarios or I do see him talking to a girl, I feel just enough jealousy where, again, I kind of, not that I like it, I don't like welcome it, but it doesn't drive me through the roof. Like it doesn't make me go crazy and make me get mad. I am like, oh, okay. I feel for him. Yeah. Maybe I'm just framing it the right way for myself. Right, right. So for you, this is something that you could do earlier on. You don't have a lot of bad associations with it. You don't have a huge issue with it yourself. If your partner were extremely jealous, I mean, there's there's sensitivity there that has to be you know taken into account if we're ever going to be able to get to a place where we could play with that energy. Yeah. How do you actually play with it? So like, let's say you both have had discussions, you're, you're in the right place. How do you start playing with it? So something typical that we might do is if we're at a farmer's market or someplace where there's a lot of people is let's walk a little distance apart from each other and just observe like we're both going to try to take on how would it feel like being single again and walking around here and there's sunshine and people are happy and I'm a single person. How did it used to be when I was single and sort of like feeling, is there anybody interesting here? And to watch each other doing that. And to feel, especially if, you know, Joe starts talking to someone attractive and, oh, I might stand a little distance away and, and observe him as though, do my best to observe him as that I don't know him. I don't know all these details about him. And if you can make that little switch in your head that this is somebody you don't know and they're interacting with somebody, the feelings can be really strong and fun. I love it. That sounds, it's super fun. If the other person's on board as well, right? Yes. If I can reconnect with those feelings I had for him the first time I saw him. This is that seeing your partner through new eyes. One of the things that I'll do when he's been talking to somebody if in a situation like that where we're playing at a party or something where we're playing the, we're not going to stay together the whole time at this party. We're going to interact as we would if we were here on our own and watch each other do that and see what comes up for me. But I love to get behind, like he's talking to somebody and stand in a way where I can see him the way that she's looking at him and get that sense of what is she seeing? 
And there was actually a time we did this where he had a long interaction with someone and it stirred up a lot of emotions in me and it was almost too much. But again, I have my tools. I know how to work with this. And eventually he introduced me to her and she was so open that I was actually able to ask her, what did you see in him? What do you see in him? Right. What do you see in him? Because I don't see anymore right now. Like, what? <laughs> like, that's interesting. What did she say? No, she said, you know, he's an attractive man and his eyes are beautiful. But what I really sensed was this openness that he has, which is really true about him. He's a very open person, easy to connect with. And it was just like hearing her say that, oh, I felt it, you know, in my heart about him, her saying that to him. Interesting. I've never forgotten. It was like a gift she gave me. Interesting. Yeah, again, this is very individual because some people can handle that and some people can't. But again, like people are going through this system and learning to look at their jealousy in a whole new way. I'm wondering if I could take it in the same way if somebody said that. I probably, I don't know. I might be like, okay, I got to hold on to this guy. It's like reinforcing your choice. (laughs) In my mind, I'm always like, oh, if he ever goes back out there, he'll be lazy and tired, sitting on the couch. He'd rather be alone. But like, maybe if you hear like, oh, he could be back out there and people like, I don't know. It's just, I get that. It does trigger something. It's kind of exciting, which is cool. A lot of people seem to feel jealousy in terms of exes. So of ex-boyfriends, of ex-girlfriends, you know, are you not over them? That kind of stuff. Is there a way to use that kind of jealousy or is that off the table? Nothing's off the table if it works for the two of you. So again, the basis of all of it is let's have a conversation. How would you feel about it if you knew I was fantasizing about somebody else? What if that person was an imaginary person? What if that person was a real person? How would you feel about that? If we can have conversations about these things, and I can tell you, you know, when we watch this show and all these sexy women are on there, I get really uncomfortable. Can we talk about that? Can I have some help with the fact that you're still attracted to me? Watching this TV show is not going to make you not attracted to me and all those kinds of things. Are we able to have those conversations to build each other up if we need to? Because that's important too. If we go too far for us, and I feel insecure, too insecure, I'm going to need that reassurance that, no, 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 I'm here for you. We're doing this together. I'm not going anywhere. So it's okay to look for reassurance because if you did enter into a new relationship and that person has an ex-boyfriend, excuse me, and you know maybe she talks to her ex-boyfriend still, or they still have some sort of relationship or interaction together, is it okay for the guy to look for the validation that she's over him. Is it okay to ask? You know, because sometimes it can come across needy. Yes, but I want to be in a relationship where I can have that conversation. I don't want to be in a relationship with someone where they don't want to talk to me about it. Because that's not a great basis going forward. So I would want to um, broach that conversation and say, personally, I feel if people are friends with their ex, that says something good about them. I agree. That says that they have good relationships. I agree as well. So I want you to be friends with your ex. That makes me happy. It also makes me feel insecure. Can we just talk about, can you just reassure me right now that you're with me, you're done with that in terms of it being a romantic thing and it's just a friendship. Once in a while, I'll ask for your reassurance on that. And if you're good giving that to me when I need it, we're good. 
I love that. Yeah. One question that I brought up in the beginning is how do you utilize this if you are single? Either like how do you stop your own jealousy, right? You're not in a relationship yet or kind of what Kristen was asking. I guess we covered that of how do you utilize this in the beginning stages of dating? But yeah, like how do you handle it if for you, you're in the beginning stages of dating? Mm -hmm. Do you mean how do I handle like feeling jealous or how do I use the feeling of jealousy? How do you use, sorry, how do you use the feelings of jealousy in the beginning? Yeah. Use the feeling of jealousy. So it's a little bit harder because you don't have that solid base of a connected relationship, right? You're not on that solid footing. So I've got to go back to my tools of where's the jealousy coming from? What am I telling myself that's producing it? What in my past has led me to this place where this situation makes me feel insecure? What can I do to not feel insecure in this position? What do I need to tell myself? What do I need to talk about with and with whom to talk myself down from those uncomfortable, insecure feelings? Yeah. So I I have this one client right now who's in my inner circle and his feelings aren't really jealousy, but they're related to fear of abandonment, right? And I guess I would say like the, it would be the same tools used for that situation because what he does in the beginning stages of dating is he pounces on people, right? He's all over them, texting, wanting good morning texts after like the fourth date, right? And that's very pouncy, but that is, it can be a part of jealousy too. Like that's how some people deal with their jealousy, right? Say, are you about me? Are you into me? But that can be really off-putting, not like what we're talking about, about making it fun. If somebody were to experience those feelings, like what could they put out there? Yes, they're using their toolbox, but what could they put out there to the other person that wouldn't have the same like, oh, you're smothering me effect? Yeah, it's tough. One way is to be honest about it. I tend to be insecure in relationships. I'm really working on that. I mean, again, if you want a relationship where you're able to really be intimate, you're going to want to be able to have those conversations. Not everybody's going to be interested in a relationship like that. Right, exactly. It's off-putting for some people and it's also comforting for others, right? Like for me, I know I would love if on the fourth date, if some guy were acting a certain way and then he were to sort of just own his behavior and say like, listen, I've been really hurt in my past relationships and these are my patterns. This is what I do now and I'm working on it. I think that would draw me in closer to him. But I know many women who'd be like, no, 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 not good. Because they also haven't worked out their own shit probably. But that's the, you know, the role of, of the dice that you have to, and the chance that you have to take. But I think it's super sexy. But Again, some women may not find that super attractive. Right, right. That kind of vulnerability. So part of it is not just this one person I'm interested in at the moment, but is this person actually available for the kind of relationship I want? Sometimes this is your sorting hat. Mm -hmm. Yeah, exactly. I did a masterclass last night and he called these like connection testers, right? That you have to be aware of. This could be a connection test. If I am vulnerable with you and open up, do you run away or... Do you lean in closer and we actually get to another level of connection? It just depends on what you want in a partnership and what you're equipped for at that time. I really think that everybody should aim to be in this space that we're talking about, but I understand that some people aren't ready for that just yet. 
Right, right. And it's a way of testing the waters. And to continue on with that conversation I'm having, if I'm the insecure person, admitting to my insecurity to this woman I've been dating for four weeks, the next step is I'm working on it. And I want to give you the permission to point out if you feel I'm being too needy because I want to see it and I want to work on it. So again, some women are going to be like, you're not strong enough for me. I'm out of here. Fine. That wasn't the relationship for you. That's not the point. Right. I feel like most divorced women will be like, oh my God, aren't you dreamy? <laughs> like you're working on yourself? <laughs> Whoa, that's amazing. Maybe I, I've lived in LA for too long, so I don't know. I'm going to wrap this up. But thank you so much, Molly, for coming back on and talking to us about this and like really showing us that there is a, a fun space for jealousy. And it doesn't have to be as shameful as everybody else is saying it needs to be. So I really appreciate you sharing that and being here today. Thank you. It's been fun. Yeah. And again, do you want to tell people where they can get all of your books, information about you? Sure. Our website is Molly and Joe. That's M-A-L-I-A-N-D-J-O-E. And our Overcoming Jealousy course is available there. And our book, Wild Monogamy, is going to be out in the next few months. And you can get information about it there. I absolutely love it. And Kristen, if you want to become a banter pro, then please go to kristenandchill.com and she will teach you everything that she has learned over her past like 15 years of being a professional comedian, an excellent online dating banterer. You guys are awesome. And I want to let you know that new episodes of the Ask Women podcast come out every Thursday at 5 p.m. Pacific. Please go and subscribe to our podcast and share this episode or any other episode with people and men that you think really will enjoy this information. You guys are awesome. We'll see you next week. <laughs>